This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is a free app that allows you to record audio, allow your audience to send in questions for you to answer, import audio from Spotify, use preset music or preset sounds to create the podcast episodes that you would like to tell. Welcome to Let's Talk About, the show where I talk about whatever I like. This week I will be discussing prayer. Before I really get into the meat of what I want to say, I just really want to define what prayer is. Because to a lot of people, prayer and this whole concept of praying is something really, really alien. Something really weird. It's like a load of mumbo jumbo, stuff like that. And I, yeah, I just want to talk about what it is. And its significance, um, really, for people in today's society, especially as we're stuck in a pandemic, like the UK's on lockdown. Um, yeah, so prayer is really just a way of communicating with God, whether or not you believe God exists. Um, anyone can, can pray it doesn't have to be like, oh, a load of words and a load of, of waffle, but it can literally be like, for example, someone's got an exam coming up with university and they are really worried about it. So like, God, I'm really worried about it. Please bring peace into my life. Please make me feel peaceful. That's prayer. Um, usually you, you end prayer by saying amen because it shows agreement with God and it basically means make it so, let it be done. Um, which is why people end their prayers with amen. They're like, using the example of university, they're like, yes, Lord, um, God, make, please make me feel more peaceful. Let it be done. Amen. And as well as that, um, it has really it has proven psychological or has suggested to be proven psychological effects so there was a study conducted by researchers from I believe Baylor University which looked at about 1700 people and the effect of prayer on them and the study found that the more people who prayed had less anxiety related stuff going on in their lives they had less anxiety they had less stress um they they were more happy um than those who didn't. And also the fact that when people, when you say I'm praying for you and people are like, oh yeah, thank you. I really, really appreciate it. Like generally people, whether or not you believe in God, um, people were proven really just through society and through these studies that are, that are regularly being conducted that actually there are positive psychological benefits regardless of whether or not that prayer is seemingly answered. Um, and really, it builds people's levels of faith. Whether they have no levels of faith, whether they, they really expect stuff to happen all the time. Um, personally, I feel like my faith is very strong. It's stronger than it has ever been. Um, 
really for the past year it's been stronger than it's ever been and um like when something happens that correlates to a prayer request that is you know given to god um it, it people people correlate the two um and really that helps to build people's levels of faith and expectation really it's like if you're speaking to someone and you ask them to do something for you and they do it it will build your faith um but if they don't it won't so really like whatever whatever happens like with stuff happens that is seemingly an answer to prayer um then yeah it builds people's faith if not people with strong levels of faith will build them anyway people with with not so strong levels of faith um will really be challenged by that and i think it's okay to be challenged and i think it's it's good to ask questions and i think it's good to kind of ask where god is in the midst of when stuff doesn't happen and when life doesn't go the way you want it to go especially as a lot of my life hasn't gone the way i've wanted it to go um and i've had to ask those questions you know where is god in all of this why haven't my prayers been answered um like yeah there's a lot of stuff that really happens in my own life that um i would rather be different but but in terms of my faith level i choose to actually you know say god be the glory um god is good all the time in every season and yeah whatever level area you are in terms of faith and prayer it's okay if it's fine there is no condemnation on anybody right now i want to talk about two levels of importance um firstly the importance that i find in prayer and secondly what the bible says about prayer what i believe um prayer represents for people in the bible um so for me prayer is something that is so essential it should be practiced every day as much as you possibly can beyond reading a bible and beyond finding community and walking this journey of kind of discipleship which is really just growing in faith and, and learning to tell others about what jesus has done for us um prayer is the most important thing you can take into into um your grasp as a christian um absolutely think the value of prayer is so yeah i think it's so valuable um if it wasn't for people praying for me i wouldn't be here right now i wouldn't have been at university um like my story is something i'm going to tell in a future episode um just because it i haven't really told it beyond like long facebook posts or really just like five minute you know matchstick testimony uh before um if you don't know what that is um simply matchstick testimony is your story that you tell um in the time that it would take for a matchstick to completely burn off um learned that guy from a guy called matt um one of the most valuable things he's taught me um actually um so thank you matt if you ever listen to this um for teaching me that um 
but re- yeah, I really think prayer is so essential. If we don't pray, we don't build our levels of faith. If we don't pray, we don't build our expectation. If, if we don't pray, it's like, yes, God knows everything that we're thinking and everything that we want. But if we don't pray, it's like he wants us to tell him what we want and what, what we're struggling with and what we're dealing with and what's going well in our lives. And if we don't pray, we're not getting that com- that that um you know conversation between God and actually it is two way like the more you speak to God the more you will hear back from God I completely believe that um you know for those who don't believe I completely understand this would be a really alien concept to you um but I I totally believe that that we can get like kind of words of knowledge from God that kind of to speak into other people's lives um and I believe you can't get that without really establishing a lifestyle of of communication between yourself and God. And I think there are there are ways of being able to establish that communication that's not just prayer. So worship is one. Um one thing I another thing I learned recently, um, I'd say in the last year and a half or two two years, is that actually worship songs are just prayers set to music. Um which is a really interesting concept, and I really found that a strange concept to start with, but actually, if you look at the lyrics of songs by, like, popular kind of, like, Christian bands, um, like Hillsong, Bethel, like, God, we're waiting here for you with our hands lifted high in praise. That's a prayer. Um, another one... Um, Build my life um is a prayer set to music. Like yeah, it's very interesting um how worship songs are prayer set to music. So you can kind of get that two way conversation in without it having to be, you know, dear God, um please may thank you for this, please may uh you help me with this. Um another thing that I think is really important is um saying thank you and being like having a lot of gratitude. Um, for the stuff that God has done. So, like, I will touch on this a bit later, but it does say in the Bible, like, you know, enter his courts with thanksgiving, um, or another another translation says, um, enter with the password, thank you. Um, and it's, yeah, it's really, like, I think it's really important because it shows res- honour and respect, but also... It shows that, you know, you're having this relationship with God. It's father to son or father to daughter relationship um, with God that is so, I think, so essential for our growth as humans. Like, yes, people can be a good person without God, but ultimately, people won't be the most loving. I believe people won't be the most loving they can be if they don't take into account that actually God loves them. And the greatest commandment is to love others as you love yourself. So that that relationship with God, that 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 parent to child relationship, I think is so important. And regardless of myself, like yeah, sure, I think prayer is so important. But like a lot of my value of prayer comes from what I've read in the Bible, and there's quite a lot of places. You know, the Bible is a huge library of books. 
um, it's more than just one book, it's 66 different books in a huge collection. Um, there's a lot of references to prayer, um, but I've kind of just picked out a few um, places that I really think really drills home the importance of prayer. The Apostle Paul, uh, in two of his letters, one is to the church at Thessalonica and the other is in the book of Romans um, talks about the value of praying constantly so 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 17 says pray without ceasing and Romans chapter 12 verse 12 says rejoice in hope be patient in tribulation be constant in prayer now considering we're in the middle of a coronavirus pandemic uh, yeah it's kind of important I think that we continuously pray about this that it's not just a one and done i was watching a talk today by transformation church which is a big mega church in america um and it's a series on crazy faith and it's the idea of how um faith is seen as crazy in one season but is counted as faith in another and the second talk in the series baby faith um talks about how we have to kind of exercise the muscle of faith and part of that comes through praying um, and through reading a bible and the fact that it says right here plainly that we have to pray without ceasing we have to rejoice in hope patient in tribulation and constant in prayer like yeah it's not about being happy all the time because there is a time to mourn a time to dance it says all that in ecclesiastes chapter three um you know there are times when we will feel sad and we will feel upset and we will you know feel like there are things in our life that we would want that we don't have and things that we have that we don't want um but we've got to learn to kind of be patient throughout all of that and acknowledge that in a really emotionally healthy way um psalm 100 tells us that we have to enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Um, how I always start my prayer is by saying thank you. I always say thank you, God, for this, this and this. And then I go into this is what I want prayer for because I just think it's the best way. There's no, you know, one and done, one one way of, of praying, but there's there's kind of templates that we can follow almost thank you god for you know providing me with the opportunity to do abc please may you go with me throughout my day like yeah that's really really important i think um you also got times when jesus prayed for christians for those of you who don't no, because I never like to assume that, that non-Christians know um, stuff that Christians know. Jesus is the central figure in Christianity. Um, he is God, fully God and fully man. Um, he's the son of God. And he died for the sake of the world, basically, so that we could repent of our sins, turn back to him and basically live a life of love a life of hope, a life that, yeah, just brings you know, light into the world, 
because the world could be a very dark place, especially in the midst of a pandemic. Um, but but Jesus, I'll start by saying about when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, um, he prayed before going to the cross, but I was reading through Matthew chapter 26 um, when I was kind of preparing for this podcast, um, and I noticed kind of reading the whole chunk about being in the Garden of Gethsemane and him feeling so sad to the point, so upset to the point where he didn't want to go to the cross and he wanted it to be averted. I've always thought that he only prayed once and that was it. But he actually prayed three times. Um, Three times he prayed, if it's in your will, make it be so, but I don't want it to happen. Like Jesus actively went above and beyond to, to pray, to kind of be like, no, this is not my plan for my life. And I have my own plan for my life, but I recognise and I submit my life to, you know, a higher purpose, a higher calling, which was God's calling over his life. Um, and even on the cross, you know, in Luke chapter 23, verse 34, Jesus prayed, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. When all the people were mocking him, when they were scorning him, when they'd sentenced him to death, like, they didn't know what they were doing. They didn't know that he was the son of God. Like, they just thought he was a prophet. They thought he was Elijah. Like, they didn't realise what he was doing. And, yeah, that's just the fact that Jesus, while he was dying, could pray. And the fact that Jesus, while he was dying, could be like, forgive them. Like, prayer and forgiveness. I've not really touched on forgiveness, but because it's not, you know, it's not the topic of today's podcast. But it's so so important to pray so important to forgive and really when he, when jesus was at the, the um telling the disciples about how to pray like the lord's prayer um he says our father in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and give us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors some other translations of the bible i'm using the english standard version which kind of is halfway between a contemporary modern translation and a more traditional one. Um, other translations say, um, forgive us our, our sins as we have also forgiven those who sin against us. They say trespasses is another version, but it, it's all the same, you know, forgive us what we do wrong as we've forgiven the people who lead us into, um, you know, sin. And then, you know, it finishes by saying, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. A lot of churches nowadays say, for the power and the kingdom of the glory is actually forever and ever all men. Um, they add this little kind of coda to the Lord's Prayer, which was actually never in the Bible. And when I mean, I my church history is, is very, you know, it's very complicated, but I, I started in the Roman Catholic Church and we never prayed that, that final bit. And actually, I think it's really important that we don't pray that final bit. I'm not going to go telling church leaders how to pray because that's not my place. But actually, I think it's really important that we're adding that onto the Lord's Prayer when actually it says in the Bible, we can't, we should not add or remove from what is written in the Bible. And by saying, 
you know, deliverers for the power and the kingdom, the glory of that bit, uh, forever and ever, amen. That is adding to the Lord's Prayer. That's for me, I believe that's adding to the Bible. So I will always respect that churches do that and I will always pray it with them, but I will know in my heart and I will know in my head that actually, you know, I'm, I'm intentionally praying, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, kingdom come, will be done, earth as it is in heaven. Gives us day our daily bread, blah blah blah. Leaves and temptation, deliver us from evil. And I stop there intentionally, and I only kind of pray the last part, um, mainly to honour the church leadership and to honour kind of their direction because I know that one little bit doesn't make a church kind of invalid in what they teach, and it doesn't make a church invalid in what they believe. So yeah. Right now, I just want to take you through some practical steps that will really help you to pray for other people. Now, I know different churches have different guidelines in terms of praying, um, but these this is really through what I've learned through the various churches that I've been at and, and been part of the congregation of over a number of years. So in terms of praying for other people, um, very much I would very much emphasise you know, people of the same gender, you know, guys with guys, girls with girls, um, for a variety of, of, of practical reasons, really. Um, one being it's just more appropriate. Um, another is so that nothing, you know, may happen accidentally um, that kind of is questionable. Um, another thing that I would do is, is when you go to someone and say, you know, Someone at church wants prayer for something, say they've got pain in their stomach. You go up, you ask them what 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 they um what they want prayer for. They say I've got pain in my stomach. You go, okay. Um, you don't diagnose the um condition. You're not a doctor. What you do is you say, can I put my hand on you? Can I lay my hands on you? Um, in the Bible, there's a thing about people laying hands on other people. Um, and really it. I think it's quite a powerful thing when, and quite practical really, because you're speaking into something, but you're also kind of directing it at a particular, you know, part of the body. Um, so say the stomach, um, put your hand on the stomach, um, you pray for the stomach. Um, if they don't want you to, that's fine. You just pray for them anyway. Um, but if they're like, yeah, that's fine. Then, you know, say, you can pray for my stomach, put your hand on the stomach. Um, Another thing I would say is keep your eyes open because it not only helps you see what the Holy Spirit is doing in the moment when you're praying for them, but also really it, it helps you see, you know, what's going on. Like if they're, you know, if they're about to fall over, then it, it, it's health and safety, basically. Um, it, it's to help really know exactly what's going on in the room at the time um when you know when they finish there may be a change there may not if there's not then absolutely you know ask them if you can pr- keep praying with them until um it, it goes or at least decreases um whatever happens don't if, if they're going to see a doctor don't tell them to stop seeing the doctor they still need to go see the doctor because you know prayer is great prayer is powerful but at the same time, you know, the, those medical professionals are there for a reason. Again, practically, and this is all practical, but practically, um, 
if someone in the moment feels like their stomach is healed, but then the next day they wake up and they've got pains and, and stuff like that, if they've been told to not go see a doctor and they don't go see a doctor and that proves to be, you know, life-threatening, then, you know, you've essentially, you know, signed off their life potentially. Um, so absolutely encourage them to keep seeing a doctor if they're already seeing it. Um, if they were going to see a doctor, tell them, you know, go see that doctor. Um, absolutely, by no means, tell them not to go seek out a medical professional because your levels of faith don't diminish if you tell them to go see someone who can, you know, practically sort things out in the here and now. You know, we're we're in a kingdom of now and not yet. And the reason we're in the kingdom of now and not yet is because Jesus came, Jesus died, he, he when he, he rose died and rose again, the um there's a lot of stuff behind what happened there. Essentially, um God's kingdom arrived, but because you know, Jesus hasn't returned yet, it's the not yet. So prayer, you know, praying for people can work, but there are times when seemingly nothing happens. So yeah, by all means, absolutely um, encourage them to go see a medical professional after the fact. Um, And then when they finish praying, just, you know, bless them, be like, yeah, great. Don't be persistent. If they don't want certain things, don't persist on certain things. Um, if they don't want it, if they don't want prayer from you at all, then, you know, it's sad, but move on, you know, you can't, you know, you can check if they're sure, but like, don't persist if pestering them, if they keep saying, no, I don't want it, no, I don't want it, no, I don't want it, because that will only just annoy them, and it won't bring them closer to, to, to knowing God if they don't already um, so yeah. So now we come on to the question and answers portion of the show. I had a few really good questions, um, about prayer that I think are really important to answer. Um, this first one is from Rodri, and he says, is it better to want to pray on the go or to be wanting quiet time to pray? I think there's value in both. I think praying on the go, you're in constant communication, constant you know, conversation with God. But if you, if you, if you find that space... Um, really in the quiet quiet spaces, quiet times to really pray, then your own kind of private prayer life is, um, you know, um, kind of pushed forward and propelled forward. And yeah, I think there's absolutely value in both, to be honest. And another question that I had came from a guy called Sam, and Sam asked, when I pray, do I tend to be drawn to one part of the Trinity more than the other? Um, I think, yes. I think it depends on the context. Like, if I'm at home and I'll pray, I'll be like, you know, God, thank you for 
um, ABC. I pray for ABC. Um, if I'm with friends or at church, I'll be like, you know, Jesus, I pray, I thank you for ABC, I pray for ABC, or I'll be like, Holy Spirit, I thank you for ABC, I pray for ABC. So I think it really depends on the environment I'm in, and it really depends on who I'm with, um, and kind of the people that I'm kind of praying with, um, interestingly. So I think I am drawn to, to kind of one part of the Trinity over the other, but only really based on my environment which interestingly has probably has a lot of kind of like psychological uh, implications in terms of how I view things so yeah that's I thought really interesting really interesting question Next time I will be talking about autism, I will be discussing what autism is to me, why I think it's good that people are autistic, why I think it's good to not be afraid of who you are, and really just speaking identity into people with autism. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you'd like to donate towards the production of this show, and the production of future shows. I have a Patreon account, www.patreon.com forward slash Matthew Whisker. That is Matthew with two T's and Whisker, W-H-I-S-K-E-R. There are different levels of pledges on there. I have material that can be sent out if you pledge £5 a month or $5 a month um, or more. And yeah, just all of this will go towards the creation of future podcasts. It will allow me to get guests on podcasts. It will allow me to just, yeah, launch a whole wide range of stuff that I've got planned for this year and beyond.